Welcome to the Landmark Apostolic Church Podcast. We hope that this message inspires you and brings impact to your life. Enjoy the message. So if you have your Bibles, I would like you to turn with me to Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 10. Philippians 4 and 10. And Paul says this, But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, that now at the last your care of me hath flourished again, wherein you were also careful, but ye lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound everywhere and in all things. I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Amen. I want you to say that with me. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Notwithstanding, ye have done well done that ye did communicate with my affliction. Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. For even in Thessalonica ye sent once and again unto my necessity, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. But I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Epiditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory, by Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Like I said, I got up early this morning and I was typing furiously and writing and jotting things down and and I still came here prepared. I, in fact, I gave the brother back here notes for another message, but I feel like God has stilled this in my heart and I believe I want to preach to you this day on this thought. You just need Jesus. You just need Jesus. Let's pray, Lord God. We stand in this moment knowing, oh God, that you're in this house already. God, and I feel your presence here in such a powerful way. And I pray, oh Lord, for every person in this room, every mind, every heart in this room, that as the word of God goes forth today, that it's not just words that I say, oh God, but it's words from you and that you will speak into our hearts and we leave here changed and impacted for eternity by your word. We ask it in the precious name of Jesus Christ, and we give you praise and glory. Amen. Amen. Shake hands with the person before you're seated. Amen. And then you may be seated. Hallelujah. In this crazy world that we live in, it seems like everyone is on some kind of a quest. Everybody's do, looking for something. Not, uh, it, it, there's a lot of searching and a little, very little finding, I think. Always looking around the next corner, always hoping for that lucky break. And uh, people are working feverishly trying to accumulate things, trying to accumulate more than what they already have. And they're hoping for something magical to happen, happen so that they can live out their dreams. And I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to uh, squash anybody's dreams today because I believe that we all should have dreams, amen? I, I, I do believe that God will allow us things uh, outside of the church house, amen? I, I enjoy uh, 
traveling and we enjoyed doing a lot of fun things. But I'm going to tell you something. I still believe that your focus and your goal in life should be God. Amen. Amen. I believe it should be God. And we, we look at all of this. Home prices keep going up. And it wasn't very long ago my wife and I were preparing to, to make a move down back down to Illinois to be uh, with our family, with our children. And uh, we, so we, we were hoping to sell our home uh, for a, a certain figure. And, and uh, when the prices started going up, I looked at her and I said, we may get a little bit more than what we thought. And uh, in our neighborhood, the houses were all going for uh, just a little over $200,000. And I, I told her, I said, maybe we'll get just a little more than we thought. And I, uh, when we sold that house, it, our, our neighbors were all happy. Let's just put it that way because it went so far above what it should have ever gone for because uh, people are just grabbing for more. People are looking for more. Lottery sales are at an all-time high, it, it, more so than any time in history. And I, you drive down the interstates and you see the, the, the number that they post on these billboards of how high the lottery is. It's just mind-blowing. Amusements are springing up faster than, than they ever did in the past at a very rapid rate. What was fun last year is boring this year, and they've got to do something else to get people's attention. They, people want bigger and better electronics. I, I remember when uh, we used to, anybody remember the flip phones? Not trying to offend anybody. If you saw, anybody still have a flip phone? There's one right there. Hey, Amen. I remember when we, had a, when we got our first cell phone. Uh, back, I remember when the cell phones first came out, we couldn't afford a cell phone. Uh, it was ridiculous how much they cost, and then your bill could, we had a friend that used his at camp meeting one year in Michigan, he used it throughout the week, let other people make calls, and he called me. And this was way, way, way back in the in the late 70s, and he, he called me after camp, and he said, my phone bill this month was $700. And that was a lot of money then. So, and now everybody carries a phone in their pocket. Amen. But they're getting, you know, you go into a cell phone store now, and it's nothing for them to try to sell you a phone that costs $1,500. I look at the, the prices of things, and people, but people want bigger and better. I, I just looked at this this morning, and this shocked me. The average new car price in the, in the United States, listen to this. And I just I took this right from, the, from Google. Thank God for Google. Luxury cars made up 18.2% of total sales in November, a near record. This was November 2022. The average luxury buyer paid $67,050 for a new vehicle a record high, and up $405 from October. Non-luxury prices also rose, but not as dramatically. On average, car shoppers in the non-luxury segment paid $410 above sticker price, a slight increase from October. Now, this was just last year in, in October, November of 2022. The average non-luxury car sold for $44,584. I remember when I bought my first car in the the salesman, I wanted to buy, not my first car, but the first car that I wanted to buy as a brand new car off the field uh, or off the lot. And, the, and I was working for the dealer and got a discount and he totaled up the price and I put all the bells and whistles on it. And he told me, he said, that car is going to cost you 5,000 some hot, odd dollars. And I said, not my, not, I'll never pay that much for a car. He said, well, let me tell you something. Some of these days, people will be paying more than $20,000 for a car. Well, this, is, this average price now is more than double that. 
You see, all because people want the best of everything. They're, they're always looking for something else and trying to get something more than what they have. There are scores of self-help programs out there. I've heard, heard of new classes called self-realization training. I don't really know what that's supposed to mean, but uh, motivational speakers are getting paid six figures for teaching people how to get to the next level and how to reach another level financially. And just, it's amazing what's happening, dissatisfaction and discontentment seems to be the order of our day. Our world is in a frenzy. So what is it that's driving us to these levels of recklessness? And, and what, what is it that's making people spend more than they could possibly make in about five years to just purchase a car or other things that they purchase? The term that the world is using, and I heard you say it this morning, in another way, but seeking purpose. People are seeking purpose. Now, seeking purpose, as Brother Bryce taught us this morning, we must have purpose in our life, and we must, there has to be something in our life. It's, it, there needs to be a purpose in every one uh, of our lives, but, and people need a reason to exist. They need a goal in life. They need something that they can aim at, something to reach forward to. But I just want to make a bold statement, if I may. There is something in every one of us that will never be satisfied by the toys or the accoutrements or the accomplishments of this world. Another car won't do it. And another house won't do it. Amen. There's something in us that won't be satisfied by things. It doesn't matter what you buy. It doesn't matter where you live, where you go to on vacation, amen, where you go to school, the college you attend, amen, it doesn't matter what styles of clothing you wear, amen, what kind of car you, none of those things matter. I can tell you with certainty, I don't have to guess at it, I don't have to wonder at it, there is nothing outside of Jesus Christ that brings complete satisfaction, nothing. Hallelujah. We wear ourselves out trying to keep up with the paces of things. And I, I enjoy things. I enjoy, I mean, I, honestly, I, uh, it's kind of interesting to me because I bought this phone. When I bought this phone, I think I took it home and found out the next day or the next week that they were coming out with another phone that was better than this one. I couldn't keep up. Uh, uh, and, and, and you, you, we can't, they're so expensive now, we can't just run out and buy another one next week. And so we're, we're trying that. We wear ourselves out trying to keep up. But Jesus answered that desire very simply when he said in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28, Come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Hallelujah. Amen. I submit to you it's time for this world to learn what really satisfies the inner man. It's not another car. It's not another house, another job. It's not another vacation or another drug. It's not another party or another relationship. It's not no more money. It's not more stuff. It's nothing of this world. Satisfaction doesn't come from a new phone or some new electronic device. It doesn't come from a long list of followers on social media. Amen. Things don't bring happiness. You will never find enough money to buy happiness. 
happiness. I don't care how much money you achieve in your lifetime. You can't buy happiness. Real peace and satisfaction only comes from the right relationship with Jesus Christ. I would just, we, my wife and I, we're just with several pastors, quite a few pastors and their wives in a little retreat. And the question was brought up about uh, people and struggling in their lives. And uh, they were talking, uh, one individual was talking about some people in his church that had seemingly served God with all of their heart for years. And uh, were and, and they they were seemed to be on right on the right track, and everything seemed to be going well in their life. And he said, all of a sudden, in the there was four different families in his church, and he said their their families started crumbling and things started falling apart in their lives. And I asked him a question. Sitting there, we were sitting all around a large table, and I asked him a question. I said. I want to ask you this. Do you know how much they were praying and fasting and reading the Bible? And he, he, his eyes opened wide, and he looked at me, and he said, You know, I don't know about every one of them, but he said, I can tell you for certainty that most of them were not praying as often or as much as they should, and they were not fasting at all, and they were probably not reading the Bible very much. I'm going to tell you something. If you're going to have a relationship with God, you've got to let him know that he's first and foremost. Amen. David said, early will I seek thee. He, I, I, we were just talking about this a week or so ago in church, and, and he did not mean at 5 or 6 o'clock in the morning. He was talking about priorities. God, you're my priority. Before everything else, you're going to be first in my life. Before anything else stands in front of me, you're going to be first in my life. Amen. You don't, you don't develop a lifelong relationship with God by reading the Bible on Sunday morning when the teacher says to open the Bible. Amen. You don't you don't develop a relationship with God by going to an altar and praying once a week in a Sunday or a Wednesday service. You have got to have a consistent relationship with God where God is more than just a, 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 a good feeling on a Sunday morning in a service. Amen. It's got to be more. That God's got to be more in your life. He's got to mean more in your life than anything else. Amen. We were on the way here this morning, and my wife was listening, and I noticed that she played it like three times. They were talking about that whoever she was listening to was talking about the uh, ways to pay. And I don't know. I don't know the background of this individual. I didn't even ask her. And he said that uh, right now we use Venmo and PayPal and some other things to pay for things. Start, he said starting in July. Do you remember what it was that he was calling it? Fed pay? said the federal government's going to be mandatory. Now, I don't know if this is true, so don't take this to the bank. But he, this man said that it, 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 there's something going to start in July called Fed pay. And they're going to take all of our all of our money that's paid to us, and it's going to go back into, if you put it in a bank or any system at all, whether however it comes to you, it goes back through a federal bank, and the bank approves every transaction that you make, every, every, every payment that comes out of there, and they can either approve it or reject it. They can take money out of your account anytime they want to. I, I mean, she just played this on the way to church this morning. And I listened to that, and I thought, you know something? People are going to be troubled, and they're going to be disturbed about that. Here's my problem with it. 
If you're depending on the almighty dollar to save you, then I'm telling you your dependence is in the wrong place. Because I've, I've come to the conclusion as far as our economic systems go in the entire world, whether it's the euro or whether it's the yen or whether it's the dollar, whatever it is, it could be easy come, easy go. But I'm going to tell you this. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday. He'll be the same today and tomorrow. He's still going to be the same. Hallelujah. Jesus said, uh, they said, teach us to pray. And he did this in two separate lo uh, uh, places, at two, in two separate times. Uh, he taught them a prayer. We call it the Lord's Prayer. But he said, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then he said, give us this day our daily bread. I've learned, brother, if God can't take care of me, I'll never be able to take care of me. God does a far better job than I could ever do. You've got to learn how to trust God. Amen. You just need Jesus. A long time ago, I don't even know if I remember all, there was about 20 verses to this song. But we, they used to sing this old song, take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Take this whole world, but give me Jesus. I won't turn back. I won't turn back. And then they put a lot of other verses in there. But I'm telling you, that's a true song. Because you've got to understand that as the world gets more evil, more wicked, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out that the world's not getting better, it's getting worse. But I'm here to tell you, the Lord said, when you see all of these things begin to come to pass, lift up your head. Your redemption is drawing nigh. Don't put your confidence in money. Don't put it in cars. Don't put it in your job. Don't put it in your house. Don't put it in families. Put your confidence in Jesus Christ because all you need is Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We were created for him. It really astounds me how long and how patient he is, how, how long he's waited for us to come to him. It's kind of astounding. When you stop and think, I, I look sometimes at the surrounding world and how evil and how vile our world has become. And I'm not here to name a, a list of things that are wrong in our world. I don't have to. You know what it is. But when I look at it and I see all of the things that, that are going on in our world and I see, um, and I'm, I'm just going to be frank with you, I, I have asked God, how, why are you still waiting? Why are you still patiently waiting? Why are you, I've, I've prayed in my prayer time. I, I, I've said, God, why, why, are you, why haven't you come yet? What, what is holding you back? But the Bible says this, and it's, it's very amazing how patient God is. And in Revelation chapter 3 and 20, there's a verse that I think is very important that we understand. He says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. I, I, when I read this, I always picture Jesus standing outside of a door of a house, and he's standing there, and he's not walking away. He knocks. You know, we are very impatient 
impatient people. So if we knock and, and nobody answers, we may wait a few minutes and then knock again. And if nobody answers, uh, wait just a couple of minutes and knock again. And after maybe the third or fourth time, unless they've got money that you, that you need to collect, then you may stand there a little longer. But other than that, you may just turn around and walk away. But I picture Jesus just standing there throughout my lifetime, uh, uh, through lifetimes of rejection, through days and, and days of turning away from him. I picture Jesus standing at my door and he just keeps on knocking. And Brother Bryce, he never turns and walks away. He just patiently stands there at my door and knocks. Uh, you see, he does not want me to die and go to hell. Uh, it's not his will that anybody uh, perish, that anybody goes to hell. Amen. It's his will that I be saved and that my family is saved. It's his will that I live my life for him. He's waiting for me to come and let him show me what a real pleasure is all about. David said in Psalm 16 and 11, Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Hallelujah. You know, I, I believe, and I'm not preaching against things. I love a, a, a nice car. And we, my wife and I bought our home or sold our home in Iowa and moved down to Illinois right at the peak of the, of the housing market. And so we just decided to, we have a, a motor home. We just decided to stay in our motor home until the market settles down. And so far, it hasn't settled down good enough yet. But, um, you know, we're looking for a house and, and I, and I want my wife to have a nice house. And, and, and I, I have a nice phone and we have a night, I have an iPad here in front of me and we, we have a couple of computers. I'm not preaching against things, but what I am saying is this. I really believe that the devil has got, gotten us to the place where he just keeps throwing out more and more stuff, trying to get our attention off of God, trying to get social media is, is one of our biggest enemies. I'm not. I'm on Facebook and Instagram, so I'm not preaching against it this morning. But I believe that everything that the devil can do to try to consume our time and eat up our time and try to get our attention away from praying and try to get our attention away from relationship with God, I believe he's doing his dead level best to try to destroy us through things and try to. But I'm telling you today, I'm just preaching a very, very, very simple thought to you today. You don't need that stuff. You just need Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Styles come and they go. If you're going to keep up, try to keep up with styles, uh, you're going to spend a lot of money trying to do that. Some, I, somebody was just telling me not too long ago that they bought a pair of tennis shoes for their son, and they paid like three, 300 and some dollars for a pair of tennis shoes. And, and this boy's like 14 years old. I said, you do realize he's going to go out and tear them up, don't you? And he said, well, no, we, we only let him wear them on special occasions. But, you know, I, what I'm saying is styles come and they go. And they, they and we try, we try I'm, I'm, you know, I, I like nice clothes. But, but you see, here's the problem. The devil's trying to keep us on. You, Brother Bryce, you just, your message this morning would overlay what God gave me. We're on this this 
gerbil wheel, this rat wheel that just we're running and never going anywhere. I believe with all of my heart uh, that God wants us to understand in this hour that we're living in, it's not the things of this world that's going to satisfy you. It's not another job. You may be at a dead end in your job and hate going to work every single day, but it's not another job that's going to satisfy you. I can tell you with certainty, Jesus Christ is what you're looking for. Hallelujah. You might be thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm already involved in church. I pay my tithes. I give offerings. I'm a Christian, but I'm still not happy. What's wrong with me? I, I just want to take a quick look at what Jesus said, and I promise you I'm not going to be a whole lot longer. But Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 24, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, for what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? Which of you by taking thought can add one cubit under his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, take, thought, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or where, what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Hallelujah. Notice what he says there. Seek first the kingdom of righteousness. He didn't say you couldn't have those things. In fact, he said, I know you need those things. He said, I know you... You see, Jesus grew up in a whole different world than we live in. But he knows you need a car to get to, to the places that you go, to, to operate in the marketplace of our world. He knows you need a house to live in. You see, it's not like they did uh, uh, 2,000 or 3,000 years ago where they li were con content to find a nice, comfortable cave and live in it. We're not there now, and Jesus understands that. He understands that you need clothes and not rags hanging off your back. He understands all of that. But he said, here's the problem. Don't seek those things first. Seek me first, because I already know what you need. Hallelujah. Could it be that we have sought a lot of other things, trying so hard to fill a void on the inside, and we really haven't been all that interested in his kingdom nor his righteousness? God demands to be first or he won't be in line at all. This is old as the Bible. And I'm not going to read this entire chapter, but we could go back to Exodus chapter 20. And, G and God spake these words saying, I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of, of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. And he goes uh, down through this chapter talking about not making graven images and all of the things that are happening. He, he said, I'm going to, if you'll just follow me, if you'll just do what I ask, if you'll just put me first, if you'll make me the, the priority in your life, amen. If, you'll, if I don't come la uh, last, if I come first, I promise you this. He said, I'll show mercy unto the thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. 
Hallelujah. See, the problem in our world today is that we've got it all wrong. We've got it all backwards and upside down. We're trying to satisfy ourselves with things. We want to supply uh, that satisfaction on the inside by, by stuff, by buying something else, by you know, trying a new restaurant or trying a new uh, style or trying this or trying that. But really, there is a void on the inside that nothing in this entire world can or ever will satisfy. Nothing. I don't care if you live to be one of the richest people on the face of the earth. You cannot buy happiness. Amen. What he's waiting for is for us to come to him and tell him that there's nothing in our life that is as important as he is. Amen. There is nothing, God, in my life more important than you. Amen. Don't worry. I can tell you this. God will supply your needs. <laughs> I've watched time and time again. My wife and I could stand here together and testify to you of times when we didn't know where it was coming from, but we put it all in God's hands and God supplied. I remember one particular time when we were in Des Moines, Iowa, and uh, we were had... We were trying, I mean, we were doing everything we could to, to try to help build a church, and we were living for God and, and, and putting our lives on, on the line for God. And I, we did not have any food in our house, not a, we, we didn't have anything. We didn't have a piece of spaghetti, dried spaghetti. We didn't have a bean. We had nothing in the house, nothing, not one thing. And I remember praying one day, uh, because and we didn't go and advertise this to our girls and say, girls, you're going to starve to death. <laughs> There's no food to eat around here. But I'll tell you what, I have read the Bible where the Bible says, God, my God shall supply all your needs. And so I just got down on my knees that day and I prayed and I said, God, you know where we're at. You know exactly where we're at. And we, we just need some help, God. And, and we're trying, and I'll tell you what, I did lay out, I, Brother Rice, I'm telling you, I believe we can lay out a record before God. I said, God, we've tried to serve you. We feel like we're in your will. We're, we're, we're teaching Bible studies. We're trying to do the right thing, God. And I, I'm just asking you today, God, I'm laying our need out before you today. And I'm asking you to supply our need. That was sometime early in the, very early in the day. And I don't, it was probably a little before noon. I got a phone call from a, an individual in our church. And he said, to me, he said, what are you guys doing for dinner? And I said, we don't have any dinner plans. <laughs> when you don't have any food, no money to buy food, you don't have any dinner plans. So I said, we don't have any dinner plans. And he said, okay. He said, would it be all right if we brought dinner over tonight? And I said, that would be wonderful. Well, I thought, God, there's the answer to my prayer. We don't have to worry about this meal. And about, I think it was about 4.30 or so, the, the door. But now I have to tell you, this family, they had they didn't have anything they were in financial straits they were they were in, in serious trouble themselves the doorbell rang and this I, I went to the door and he said can you come help me carry some stuff in and i thought they had prepared food and wanted me carried in i go out to the car and open the back and they had a suburban open the back of the suburban up and i'm telling you that back of that suburban was so full of food there was bags of groceries and bags of groceries. And he said, here, help me carry this in. I said, what? And I thought, 
couple of bags of food maybe. And he said, oh, all of this. And so we started carrying stuff in. We were sitting on the counters. Nancy's putting food away. I'm telling you, when she got done, the, the cupboards were full. The pantry was full. The countertops, we had to put food on the countertops because there was no place to put it. And God brought us through that rough time. I'm telling you, God knows how to take care of your needs. Amen. Sometimes we think, well, I can do it myself. No, you don't have to do it yourself because God promised you he would do it for you. Amen. The, the, the psalmist said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. David said I've been, oh I'll tell you, you talk about somebody that could testify about God showing up right on time. It was David. But he said I've been there. I've been in the valley of death and God was still there. God never leaves. He never forsakes. Amen. When you think you can do it better than God, then you just go ahead and try. But I'm here to tell you today that God can do it better than anybody can. Hallelujah. You can't supply anything better than God can. David said in Psalm 24, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he hath founded it upon the seas, established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord or who shall stand in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Hallelujah. He said in Psalm 84, for the Lord God is son and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusteth in thee. I'm here to tell you today, if you have Jesus, you have everything you need. Yeah. Hallelujah. This world keeps looking for the answer to happiness and satisfaction. Well, here's the answer. Jesus is the answer. He said it very simply in the verse we read a few moments ago. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things, these other things, will be added unto you. Stand with me. What's missing in your life? I don't know. I know some of you by name. I know some of you from the past. But you see, I don't really know you because the only one that really knows you is God. In fact, let me say this. I, I've heard people say, no, it's me and God. No, God knows you better than you know you. The Bible says he knows your end from your beginning. So God knows you. I can tell you right now, if you're standing in this room today and there's something inside of you and you, you may look the part, you may act the part, you may attend church, but there's something in you and you say, I, I have never, ever been satisfied. I've never been satisfied. There's something in me. I just can't seem to get there. I'm here today to tell you it's in this room today. 
It's here right now today. Whatever you're looking for, whatever you've been searching for, you'll find it, Jesus Christ. Long, long time ago, we used to sing a song that says, I, I, I thought about this today when I was preparing this, these thoughts. The, this song said, the world will try to satisfy that longing in your soul. You may search the wild, wide world over, but you'll be just as before. You'll never find true satisfaction until you've found the Lord, for only Jesus can satisfy your soul. The second verse says, if you could find, have the fame and fortune, all the wealth you could obtain, yet you have not Christ within, your living here would be in vain. There will come a time when death shall call you. Riches cannot help you then. So come to Jesus, for he, only he can satisfy. And then the chorus says, only Jesus can satisfy your soul. Only he can change your heart and make you whole. He'll give you peace you never knew. Sweet love and joy and heaven too, for only Jesus can satisfy your soul. If you're empty today, I, you know, nobody, you, your pastor, your sister pastor, not, none of the men on this platform, none of the people sitting around you really know what's on going on on the inside. You understand that. But God does. I really believe God orchestrates moments in time to give us an opportunity. I believe that with all of my heart. I don't believe that we ought to ever take a moment that God hands to us and turn our back on that moment. So if you're in this room today and you're empty, you're lonely, your life is broken, you, maybe your heart is broken, you're living in despair if you're frantically looking for something to satisfy you, I'm here today to tell you that it's in this house. That satisfaction is in this house today. And it will come through Jesus Christ. So, boy, that wasn't a very deep message. I didn't intend for it to be deep. I want it to go into your heart. I believe God wanted somebody in this room today to hear this. Purpose. You need a purpose. You need to reignite your passion. You need to, you need to find a place today in, in, in this room before you leave here today, I, you need to ask yourself this question. How long has it been since I really prayed back through? How long has it been since I, am I cold in my heart? Am I, when was the last time I spoke in other tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance? When was the last time I just came to a place and I said, God, I'm submitting everything I am to you. I don't care how much you, a, a Pentecostal you look uh, like the part. I, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter to God. What really matters is what's in here. Man, I'm asking for somebody in this room today that will say, I'm stepping out. I'm tired of being what I've been. I'm stepping out of my uh, of my the humdrum life that I've lived. I'm going to step into the realm of God. I'm going to live for God the way God wants me to. Amen. Amen. If everybody would just bow your head with me for a moment. I really feel the Holy Ghost moving in this room. If you would just bow your head with me this morning. And if there's somebody in this room, don't be embarrassed. Don't be, don't be afraid. But if there's somebody in this room that would like to step out, walk to this altar, and kneel here before God and say, God, it's my turn. I'm tired of being what I was. I'm tired of just being, just maintaining. I just, I want to live for God deeper than I've ever lived before. Anybody? Anybody that's honest enough to step out and do that? Is there anybody hungry enough to say, God, I've got to have more. I want more, God. I want more. Oh, I spoke in tongues, but I want more. Yeah, come on. That's right. There's some hungry people in this room. See, God will respond to an honest heart. 
You don't have to worry about anybody else. The Bible said, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst for righteousness. They shall be filled. Hungry people don't wait for anybody else. They step out ahead of the line and go jump ahead of everybody because I'm hungry. I want something from God. God's talking to somebody else in this room right now. Amen. Come pour your heart out before God. God, God, I need you. I need something today. I want my passion reignited. I want my hunger satisfied. I want my heart filled, oh God. Touch me, oh God. Help me to be what you want me to be. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those that give generously to this ministry. If you would like more information, please visit our website at landmarkapostolicchurch.net. But have a great day and God bless.